Shut up and sit down. I want to give a warm, hearty welcome to everybody out there in the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode. I don't approve of this hearty welcome. No, ninety-one. We we're not nice fellows. You can't do that right. I opened creepy style last pretend. time. You can't be like, "Hey, pretend. fellows, welcome to the show." It's a great show. Hey, it's gonna be a great show, and it is a great True. show. You said all the things that were needed to be said. That was in proper English, but it doesn't matter. Today. We got all sorts of fun things for you. We got new modes. We got new events. We've got patch mm-hmm. notes. We've got thoughts on the DLC that, <laughs> that now is old news because there's new stuff here. <laughs> all sorts of things we're going to be talking about. I am Mr. Eric, the light bearer, the light bringer. And with me, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Yeah. Matt. We're going to get this show rolling and have a fun time. So strap in your little seat belts, put on your harnesses. Grab your little uh, flight stick thing, your little joystick, and prepare to launch, okay? That's right. And speaking of grabbing your joysticks and strapping on in and launching somewhere, I launched myself to my island in Animal Crossing New Horizons all this past week, having a grand old time with that. Like, I understand now why people love Animal Crossing so much, because I actually beat the game. I I rolled credits on it, as all the experts have been saying on all the podcasts. I rolled credits on it. And then it unlocks, like, terraforming and making paths. And it's, you know, you're running around just on grass all the time before, and you're like, oh, this is fine. But then as soon as you put down one path, you go, you get like a little trowel and a, and a thing, and you go, and a path goes down. As soon as you make one path from like one house to the next, then you make another one. Then you make another one. Then you look and see, oh, well, I want to make a double path here, and I want to move this house a little bit, and I want to make this, and I want to put this bushes like at the, at the intersections. I want to move these trees and make everything look symmetrical and nice. And I'm like, wow, oh, man, it's making me go like crazy man OCD sorting stuff out and moving stuff around, but also making my town look so much cooler. And it, it's so good uh-huh. and so fun. And still just even though there's all that – all that other stuff to do, it's not stressful because it's just, I'm just hanging out in my town and I'm making my town better. It's my nice chill out game. I get back from work, I play that for an hour and a half or so, or I play it at work for 30 minutes and I just, poof, I'm off on my little desert island, escaping, having a good time. Speaking of escaping, you got to escape from those adults like Ryuji says in Persona 5 Royal. Been playing that too. It's the best game, best game ever made. Best. Best it game is. for now. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. <sighs> you can't argue it. Every time I play it, I have the biggest smile on my face. I love playing that so much. And then, of course, also been playing Borderlands 3. Literally just got like off of it and made the podcast late because I was like, man, got to play. And my hand is sore. I'll talk about that more later. But, man, lots of good stuff in Borderlands 3. Lots of good stuff in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Lots of good stuff in Persona 5 Royal. Bad stuff else in the real world. Screw that. What was your week like, my friend? You know, you read my mind, because I was going to say, the real world, pish, posh, whatever, who cares. Family time, good times, been hanging out, chilling. We got outdoors a whole bunch. We were out there, you know, just digging up holes, filling in holes, getting stuff ready for the old summertime. It's like me in Animal Crossing. Dig a hole, put something in the hole. That's how you do it. It's it's like we're brothers, man. It's like we're doing the same thing, just in virtual world and real world. You know what I mean? (laughs) So we've been outside doing all sorts of stuff, but as Michigan does, it turned really, really cold, and now it's back to winter. 
So that got put on pause, but that's all right. It's nice to have a break. And between there, I was got I was playing it. Well, you know, have it said in a while. I played some Destiny Two, man. Woo! I've heard too much <laughs> about this off air. I'm not listening to it on air. You shut your mouth. Oh goodness. So the family wants me to get in there and raid with them. So I, I went ahead and, you know, popped on and started doing that again. I'm woefully undergeared, woefully unprepared for such things, but, uh, it's, it's moving along quite nice anyway. So I'm a mixed bag with Destiny. You know, I love, it's a hate love relationship. Y'all know it. So anyways, moving on from there. I also played some Persona 5. <laughs> Wait, I won't let that slide. You hate it so much. You turned the, the phrase around. It's not a love hate relationship. It's a hate love relationship. That's exactly what. Cat plus. <laughs> uh, there's just enough there, just enough left to make me go. And we say, I remember the time. You know, can't I can't say anymore because we'll get copyrighted. You're, you're like an old you know married couple that stand together for the kids, but you hate each other. <laughs> uh, well, let's not speak evil of Destiny Two. Come on. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal, like you said, best game in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we do a Gearbox podcast, but and I love Borderlands to death. But yes, Persona 5 is probably the best game in all of the world mm-hmm. and always will be. It's just every time you play it, it takes you to a place and you're just a just a happy little camper for the entirety of your game session. Mm-hmm. It can't be beat. It can't be beat. And I say that because... I've been playing another game that used to be the game of all my life, Final Fantasy VII. I loved it. I adored it. I still love it. I adore it. And I've been playing the remake. Fantastic game, let me tell you. I love the story. I love how they've taken just a little nuts and bolts and turned it into this huge, epic, sprawling story, fleshing out all sorts of characters, all sorts of events. The graphics are wonderful. The music is just out of this world. The music is definitely rival to persona 5's music Mm -hmm. like those two the music can go toe-to-toe with each other but like i said in the other stuff persona 5 does beat out final fantasy remake especially with the combat i'm i'm getting i'm finally getting to the point where i'm good with it and and i'm understanding how to micromanage the materia Mm -hmm. in such a way that allows you to really kind of kick butt and take names and then constantly jump between the characters but i still overall wish they had a gambit system in place that would have allowed you to uh, allocate certain instructions, even if it was just basic instructions, mm-hmm. Barney basics to the other characters. So I, w- I wasn't always having to do literally everything except for the few material I have to force other characters to, you know, act. Yep. But that's not for this show. Simply put, I've played it. I have been playing it. A lot of time dumped into it. I love it. I've been playing the Switch. I've been all over on the Switch, as I always am. It's really weird with me. A little bit of Fire Emblem, a little bit of Ukulele, a little bit of uh, Donkey Kong Country, a whole bunch of uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, that kind of thing. So I'm all over the place. I'm definitely gaming. Even if you don't see me because I'm hiding, I'm there. I'm doing it. Beyond that, that's about it. So yeah, that was us individually this week. Together as a team this week, you won't believe it. You won't believe it when I say it. Even if you saw it before, Uh you're not going to believe it when you listen to it in the podcast. We had a Talented Tuesday art competition. Can you goddamn believe it? No, you cannot. Our patron, our Discord member, our our fan since day one, SLBSRD, challenged us and said, hey, the last DLC was all about a wedding. So why don't you draw up what you or your favorite character would give to the wedding party as a wedding present and also explain why, if you need to explain why. So we did that. Mine was the best, of course, because I am the best. 
And uh, we all did a great time. Yours was second best, Danny. I don't even know what's what's a box of things. Is tentacle? What's an aquator? I don't know. I don't pay attention. I, I, I totally forgot. I totally forgot this bit. Oh man, it's been so long. It feels so good. I, I totally forgot. We totally made Danny sound like Gabajo, even though ours is the best looking. Yes. Oh, it's all coming back. I love See, it. I actually, man, I actively the- didn't remember that until it started coming out of my mouth, and I was like, oh wait, this is what we always used to do back in episode one two three mm-hmm. four five hooray you're welcome danny we sure hooray. did and then whoever did the the other part of it would always go no we're just kidding danny's was obviously the best and well most well drawn because she has artistic abilities mm. whereas me and you are two schlubs trying our best using crayons and markers <laughs> to make something work they were fantastic though i will say it was nice to see them all posted back up talented tuesday one of those love hate relationships Gosh, I, I love That's it, right. and I and I hate it at the same time. It's so wonderful. Everybody, you know what? Go check them out, and please consider giving us some challenges because I'm on board. I'm on board for now. Get it while the getting's hot. Get it while my little fingers can do it because I also remembered when we were doing it every single Tuesday, I started to get cramps in my hands all the time from drawing and stuff, and I didn't like that part of it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I will say definitely a love-hate relationship in the correct way. Mostly love, a little bit of hate because it gets to be like a Monday night and you're like, oh man, I got to draw the thing. I've had this idea brewing in my head for like 12 weeks because we put it off for so long, but now I got to do it. Shucks. Let me find an art reference. Yeah, there we go. I'll just basically copy that as the art and then write my little note on the side. Uh, It's good times. I love it. You know, I, I find... I don't know. Maybe I'm an artistic person, too, because whenever I do draw, like when I did that Inktober thing, I'm like, wow, I actually really like this. It's a lot of fun. So next time you hear me bitch about not getting talented Tuesday art competition and ideas and challenges, it's going to be real because I had fun doing this and I'm never going to have that fun again for like six months. I don't know. No, that's not true. We'll get challenged. It's happening. I feel it in my bones. A challenger appears. Don't you worry. I like the idea. I, I, I'm an idea guy. You know, I get ideas all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. And then my little dumb hand goes, Perner, Perner, Canberra. And it doesn't do any justice to what I'm trying to put on the paper. Uh-huh. And then I end up sad. But I go, maybe they'll get the idea. Maybe they'll at least get the gist of what I was trying to do. <laughs> So, like I said, it's a wonderful thing, but it's a sad thing at the same time. I, sh- I shouldn't laugh, but, I mean, seeing your picture, I can picture what it would probably look like in your head, all super metal mm-hmm. and cool, and, and it's just oh, kind of, yeah, it's just, it. I know where you're going. It's like a fourth grader's <laughs> drawing, and it's like, oh, man, it's so terrible. <laughs> but if you want to check out that terribleness, go to the Instagram, go to the Discord, do all the things. I forgot to put it on Twitter because I looked at the Discord thing that said put it on Twitter, like, yesterday. Because I didn't don't get the Discord alerts. I don't know. But check it out on Instagram, on the Discord, and see our amazing art. And then maybe you'll get inspired to challenge us for a new thing. Because you're like, man, I wanna wanna see what Eric would make of this character. Do something like that. It'd be great. <laughs> so that was us as a team this week. Coming up next week, we got IG2G episode 77. Say it with me, children. Matt doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, just for um, IG2G. I know what I'm talking about the rest of the time, yeah. all the time, because I'm smart. Well, I think he had a right no, the no, time, come on. that's okay. Yeah. And I do. I have one in mind already. So fill in the blanks. We'll get there. We'll be okay. there. We're going to have a great time. Topic-wise, though, who knows? You know what? We live in a precarious world right now. 
I don't know what the topic will be. You just have to wait and see. We got a good topic. Let's call Persona 5 Royal again. Oh, no. No, we can't do it. We can't do it again. We got to give the children a break, (laughs) you know? But you know what we didn't get a break from? Shift codes for Golden Keys, because we got some in Borderlands the pre-sequel. We got some in Borderlands 3. Then we got some more in Borderlands 3. Then we also got a shift code for a conference call shotgun in Borderlands 3, in addition to getting Zoom conference call backgrounds. For all of you who are using Zoom for your conference calling, for your for your visual networking stuff, if you like getting it hacked and getting all your information stolen and spied upon, if you love doing that, check out those Borderlands backdrops. For your Zoom conference call, stop, stop staying Zoom conference call. For your Zoom calls, because actually they are pretty freaking cool. Like I was watching the little slideshow of them. Pretty nice. No, they are nice. And Mental Mars pointed out you can use it as a header backdrop to your YouTube That's videos, right. things like that. So it's got all sorts of usefulness. So get on there and check it out. Oh, I'll tell you what, too. And if you miss out on that conference call, you are a fool. You've been given a conference call for mm-hmm. free. Go claim it. Go get it. Who knows? It might roll the best roll in all the world. And I hear tell that it's an underrated firearm this time around. It used to be the cat's mm-hmm. meow. But I played with it recently and I didn't like it. But then I was told that it's actually really good in the right hands with the right spec. So I'm willing to give it another shot. And I think y'all should get out there and try to give it another shot too. Especially since maybe your luck's different. But I've played the hell out of some Borderlands 3. And I've only gotten a drop once for me. This is a for sure freebie for you. Yeah, now that you mention it, I don't think I've ever gotten one. I've seen, I've heard you See? say that it dropped for you. I guarantee uh-huh. I've never seen it in my life. So yeah, I will go get it myself. If if the code's still good, I don't know if it's still good for you guys. Definitely go get it. And speaking of good, man, that DLC was pretty good, huh? We talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit. It was. We talked about maybe sixty percent of it, sixty seventy five percent of it. Last time on episode one ninety, I got a little carried away. I went a little past the Wendigo, you know. I got a little that's, little that's crazy. why. I, that's why I put the buffers on in there. That's why I put the sixty to seventy five percent. We talked about it a little bit. It's time to finish talking about just the storyline. We haven't beaten all the side missions, done all the challenges, and all that stuff. What do you think about the storyline? Where it went? How it wrapped up? Did you enjoy it, good friend Eric? I'm gonna tell you this. All right, we we talked about up to the Wendigo. So boom, here we are. Wendigo's beat. I'm like, well, all right, we're doing the typical Borlands schmiel here. And then they said, hey, we got to go get her. She goes to this big doll freaking station, yep. and that's where it got back on track for me. All right, right there, it got into that nice linear, fun story time story. You go in there, you start picking up the echologues as you go. It's like, oh, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, blah, 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 blah. You're learning more story, going, going, going. Another little boss fight, have a good time with that. It wasn't too complicated, you know, nothing special, but it's still a lot of fun. There's the whole storyline there with Death Trap and how that mm-hmm. went down. And then Gage's response to Death Trap's team and like, and this is a spoiler alert here, everybody. Okay. I just want to tell you, in case you're dense enough to not understand that we're about to spoil the rest of this DLC, mm-hmm. here's where you uh-huh. stop. This is your last shot. <laughs> so with that being said, when Death Trap gets boom, the old eyeball stuck mm-hmm. in him. And then he's thinking he's all bad man pajama, and Eleanor's like, yeah, I got you, buddy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that felt good. Gage is panicking, and you're running around trying to fix the whole scenario. Mm-hmm. It it felt good. I mean, I was like, wow, I'm part of this. Gage is depending on me to save Death Trap, her, her BFF. Who is my BFF also. 
So mm-hmm. it felt good because you want to save Death Trap because you and I both know that Death Trap is amazing and is the king of the universe. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, I'm with you. It felt good, but I, I, <laughs> I had that sneaky thing in my head. I was like, if they blow up Death Trap, I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting and I'm leaving forever. But you see that I'm here. I had some. Sad so moments. you know, he he went down, and I went, oh no, they would. They, I, I first, my first reaction was, no, nah, they want this. He's not gone. And then it dragged down a little bit, and I went, no, no, mm, don't you do it? And they didn't. So I, it was good. Yeah, I was worried. I honestly was like, okay, here we go, Maya part two. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to be death trap. Why couldn't it be Hammerlock or Wainwright or Gage yourself uh-huh. and you know anybody but death yep. trap? Why? <laughs> get rid of Moe's, kill Moe's. Just just your own I, character just dies. Death Trap will sit inside. <laughs> Death Trap will sit inside of Iron Bear, and we will continue on. Mech on mech on mech. It's a beautiful thing. I would pay $60 just for the ability to do that. It wouldn't even change anything <laughs> gameplay-wise. It would just have Death Trap voice lines. I'd do it. I don't care. Little Death Trap arms coming out. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, with that being said, he comes back. We move on. And then, of course, all the storyline takes place, and then it gets us into the house, which, once again, all linear, all story-focused. Mm-hmm. The echo logs are all over the place. The characters are talking to you. It was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Overall, I would say that end part, until, and I don't want to get to the end part yet, because I want to see hear your thoughts through the mm-hmm. house, but... Getting Death Trap back, going into the house. I was hoping that Death Trap was going to come into the house right. with you. Yeah. And this is where the confusion was earlier because I hadn't got to that part and I was talking to you and there was that special trophy to get where Death Trap kills, watch him kill 50 enemies or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, well, that's not going to be a problem because I got Death Trap mm-hmm. with me and I'll go into this house and then from here on out, I'll let him kill everything yeah. until I get that trophy. And, and it just stops. He doesn't come. It's like, oh, okay, come back, Bolt Hunter, and we'll regroup. Like, we come back, mm-hmm. and then she's like, no, nah, okay, Death Trap's with me. Hey, go finish the story in the house. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she was like, Death, Death oh, Trap's no. batteries are all drained out from his super laser thing. And I was like, oh, come mm-hmm. come on, because I, I did the exact same thing we talked about. As soon as we started going over that bridge to go towards the house, I went, okay, he's one-shotting everything, just like I am. But I was like, I'm just going to leave it to him. Boom, boom, boom. All right, Death Trap, shoot at that shield and not kill any enemies. And I went, oh, man, bogus. But then, like you said, I yep. thought, well, he'll come in the house. No, he didn't come in the house. <sighs> so, yeah, that was sad. But I will say, I need to say it here. I'm going to I'm gonna claim it. I'm going to get my, my third shift rubber stamp claimer. And I'm going to thump. That's it. Uh-huh. This is the whole Death Trap storyline with his super laser eye upgrading his stare, his stare ability. That is a third shift Easter egg. 100% taking it because they've heard oh, a million uh-huh. times how Death Trap saved us from the bunker, drunk as skunks, uh-huh. four in the morning, and he one-shot the bunker just with a magical laser beam. A magical laser beam. It's never happened before <laughs> or since. One time only, he did it, and they went, man, that's a great story. I wonder what would happen if we upgraded Death Trap's laser beam. And then they freaking did it, and he one-shots everything, just like he killed the bunker. The only way it would have been even better of a third shift Easter egg is if a little bunker robot came flying in, and he just went, Mm -hmm. and obliterated it. That'd be the only thing. So uh, we got to give a shout-out to Gearbox, Randy, anybody involved with that, we thank you. For finally giving Death Trap the ability that we knew he had all along. Because we saw it. It Secreted. happened. <laughs> we saw it with our own eyes and watched it. 
I'm glad you guys finally let the rest of the world know what Death Trap's capable of. I appreciate that very, very much. It was beautiful to see. Oh, gosh. And now we're validated. We are. You know? Gearbox official. There, I mean, there was some. Uh, <laughs> we should change our. We should change our Twitter handle to at Gearbox official. That's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we had some some borderline Easter eggs. This was just boom. There it is. Hey, do you know Third Shift? This is exactly what they're talking about. But I gotta echo pretty much everything you said. The ship to the house, getting into the house, the linear going, running around, doing the stuff. It felt good. Even though we talked about how, you know, you had the horror creep stuff and then it kind of dipped back into regular Borderlands. This felt, I mean, it is still regular Borderlands essentially, but it felt good. It felt right. It felt cool and directed and you were running around doing the thing. I think my only issue was before we got into the ship, there were the two areas to explore that you didn't need to go to. Mm-hmm. That was the one part where I where I went, oh, it's, again, I shouldn't say it in a bad way, but like, oh, it's that typical Borderlands where you run to the dot and then you follow the directions. Whereas me, I saw two open areas. I walked to one and went, there's nothing over here. And I walked to the other one and I went, there's a little jumping puzzle, but nothing over here. Okay, great. And then I went to the dot and I went, hey, go to that place. Go to that place. They went, shucks golly. But then they ramped it straight back up with all the death trap stuff, all the story stuff, all the echo logs, just like you said. And I'm taking it into the house. I'm taking it past the house. We're going down into the depths. And I mean, everything I said before in the last episode of me one-shotting everything this is where it where it was just going nuts i was killing everything in one hit with that anarchy shotgun going nuts sniping the little floaty ball men dudes who were flying up there and i appreciate that it you know the culmination of the dlc was a big giant like mutated mutinous heart thing it wasn't like Mm -hmm. eleanor flying around and you got a shooter it was a cthulhu thing he's merged with this giant heart there's tentacles everywhere there's cultists rising up out of the goop it felt good and it felt right for the culmination of a you know a an hp lovecraft type thing as as well as you could possibly do i mean sure it's not an unknowable horror it's this big heart thing but it's as close as you're ever going to get Oh, it's was, it was a giant heart with tentacles, and on top of that, you still had Eleanor flying yeah, around, true. going crazy. So you had both. You had the best of both yeah, worlds. True. You had your typical bad guy flying around, shooting at things at you, but then you also had the giant mutated mm-hmm. heart, which of course was presumably the heart of the beast, yep. which had been making everybody go crazy in the first place, and by taking it out, you took out all the baddies. The tentacles were there. Like you said, the goop was there. Everything felt right. I liked it. I loved it. And then I had a mild problem. Uh-oh. The ending came, and they were just like, oh, we defeated him. Let's just get married right now. Mm-hmm. And then they just got married right mm-hmm. then. And I was like, what? no. No. <laughs> no, I want my I want my DJ Midnight Party. That's true. I want the whole shindig to go down. What? No. This isn't how this is supposed mm-hmm. to happen. I was promised a party. Not this little sad claptrap party that we just got. We've gotten too many sad <laughs> claptrap parties. I'm tired of these sad claptrap parties. I want the full shindig. So, you know, that part right there kind of was like, what? This can't be. Well, hey, man, you got you got drunk Gage a little bit later. You got her drunk on her Mars. That's you right. Know. You did. You got fireworks. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? You got fireworks. And then you got fireworks. Well, and like I said, it, it kind of came back a little bit because you got back and you got to get the fireworks. You did the whole shindig. 
So, you know. Now I will say that's the part I got beef with because that turned into Borderlands again. Go get the fireworks. And I was like, okay, some somebody stole the fireworks. Cool. But then it just, it, especially at my playthrough, I ran over there or I drove over there in my little mo- in my little cycle wheel and then it got blown up and I was 10 miles away from a fast travel. But the, but the dude in the technical was like circling around me. So it was like, just like shooting my infinity pistol at him forever. And sure, yeah, you can fast travel away and then like zoom back. But I got all the fireworks and then they said, get the detonator. And the technical blew up and the detonator was nowhere. Like, there's nowhere to be found. Mm. So I went, uh, and I had to reload the whole game, exit out of the entire game, close it down, close the app, then load back in. Oh, look, there it is. Yeah, just go get it. It's just sitting there. So I don't know. It was kind of a bummer because I was already kind of bummed because I wanted it to be done and see a big giant surprise party, cool, you know, fun stuff. And then it was another Borderlands quest, and it glitched on me. So that's probably where my negative part of that's at. But I don't know. I was a little disappointed in the ending. But overall, still really enjoyed the DLC. Yes. The DLC overall was fantastic. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with it. And, and you know, it, it's, it does suck because when, when we do gripe, it's that it kind of dips into the, the you know, your, your stereotypical Borderlands mm-hmm. stuff. And a lot of people love that. I mean, that's why you love yeah, Borderlands. Yeah. That's what you crave. But for the DLCs, you know, we've talked about it a million times. We're hoping for more story-driven content, linear adventure, you know, something being given to a story being told to us and us being part of it. And they did that for a good 70% mm-hmm. of this. So definitely awesome. Definitely a good time. It was totally worth it. But I will give you, I was sad with that ending too. I was hoping for the giant party at the lodge, mm. and I was hoping to see Mancubus do something bananas and kooky, you know, with DJ Midnight going crazy, Wainwright and Hammerlock drunk as skunks, obviously. I wanted to see, like, Hammerlock start trying to shoot the stuffed animals or doing something wacky, and Wainwright being too drunk to even think or see straight. And- well, see, that was another thing, is that part glitched out for me, too, because I had to fast travel over to get the detonator and fast travel back. When I fast traveled mm-hmm. back, everyone was just standing out on the balcony already. Because in all the dialogues, like, hey, everybody, come out to the balcony. Here we go. And you hear, like, a little, you got a little dialogue line with Gage as she's walking out to the balcony. Whereas with mine, everyone was literally standing there just staring out at the sky the whole time. Come on out here, guys. And I was like, that, dude, you are out here. Don't do, don't do it. Why is my game all <laughs> glitched happened? up? Oh, my God. I've been getting legendaries. This is how they're screwing me. They gave me the legendaries back. They're screwing up my game technically, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> I do I do want to echo what you said with the DLC and the storylines cuz I do love Borderlands. I you know, we got into Borderlands cuz we love Borderlands. But for me the the downslope of going back to Borderlands in quote fingers is just because you took me on such a crazy high with the whole setup of the Lovecraft city, all the people in it, all the craziness happening there. So when it goes back to normal, it feels like a big drop for me. Just because you you took uh-huh. it all the way up there. And as good as Borderlands itself is, I still love doing the quests and driving around and having fun. It's just, you can't compare the two. So that that's the only reason why I feel, oh, I am, I don't know, that's the only reason why I sound and like a big grump dude. I don't know. With that being said, I've done some of the side quests for the DLC. I have not finished them, hence why we're going to save uh, the side quest portion for the next episode mm. while we finish those up. Um, one of them I have done, and I won't talk about it now. I'll just say it was fantastic. It was hilarious and wonderful. 
So I have high hopes for the other ones that I haven't mm-hmm. finished yet. But two things. First off, like you said, in the very first part of this DLC, when we were going around from house to house, we've already said how excited we were and how much fun that was. Remember when we met the detective? The oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought he was going to be a major role. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a huge part. And just gone. So I'm hoping there's a, uh, a side quest I haven't done or haven't found mm-hmm. that involves him because completely awesome character, yeah. awesome story. That whole shtick had me going, had me excited, and nothing happened mm-hmm. with it. So I'm hoping there's a side quest I haven't got yet that involves him. And if there is, thank you, Gearbox. And if not, I'm going to be real sad about it because I was hoping to get more with that character. Yeah, definitely 100% agree with that. I I totally forgot about him because, like you said, he just vanishes out of the story. He doesn't do anything after you do the stuff with him. Now I'm going to be really sad if there's not a side quest because I forgot all about him anyway. Now you reminded me how cool he was. Damn it, Eric. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully there is. There's got to be. The librarian has her own side quest. Well, she doesn't have a side quest, but she's involved in a side quest, and it is awesome. Okay. So... I don't know if you remember the librarian. You know, we were drinking beers and everything. We were drinking a lot of beers. She's the one who went back and forth. Yeah, we were drinking a lot She's of the beers. She's the one who went back and forth with him, though, right? She was she was mm-hmm. tied in with the detective dude because he sent you in there. He came in with you. Yeah, he sent yeah, you yeah, in there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I vaguely right. remember her. So you sort of remember. You have some vague yeah. memories. Okay, well, she's she partakes in a side quest, which is a lot of fun, which we'll discuss next cool. time. But overall, good job, Gearbox. You guys did good with this. And I will just say, y'all need to fix them drop rates because I'm tired of getting the old iridium. I'm so tired of getting the old iridium. Oh my was, God. When we were playing right before going on the show, I saw you got another one. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I, I just, I, I was just shaking my head. I'm like, I'm out of here. I can't, I can't be here anymore. That's all I get is old iridiums here. I'm, I'm out. Uh, awesome. So that was. Thoughts on the wrap-up of the story of the DLC? No, it ain't the wrap-up. I got one last thing right. to say. I got one last thing before we move on. I got to say it. What in the hell, who in their right mind, and this is Borderlands, so I guess I guess it doesn't matter, when they just murdered these two psychopaths who were uh, possessed by mm-hmm, demons yeah. or little ancient evils, go, oh, look, the rings are on the floor. The curse should be broken. Let's put these rings on and, and get married and have fun. And I'm like, what? What does even happen right now? Who's gonna put out a ring right after it? they just seem to possess everybody? That's called. They put a little hook in the water. They went, Phew. they went plink, mm-hmm. and then they went. Mm. Anybody want to bite on that? Anybody want to talk on a podcast about how great this DLC is and how much they'd love to see even more stuff about this town and the detective and creepy Lovecraft stuff like this? Oh, you all do want to hear that? Well, guess what? All the rings came back to possess a Domicon. Oh, gosh. And now Wainwright and Hammerlock are a duo bad guy set that you get to go on a whole nother adventure with and destroy. Imagine how cool you have... Hammerlock up on a tower sniping at you while Wainwright's running around with a big old Jacob shotgun, shotgun. right in your face. He's all mutated, all big and, and crazy. And Hammerlock's all mm-hmm. like spider, like spider long arms and legs. Dude, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. Woo, that does sound amazing. That's a that's a world tier boss right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's been asking for them raid bosses and, and world bosses. That's so, you just put them right in that heart room. There you go. You put Hammerlock's the little fly around guy, dude. That's it. There you go. We did it. You don't even have to write a story for it. Just like one one no. piece of dialogue. Oh man, what's going on, Wayne? Right? Ah! And then boom. The rings no. Oh, something's yeah, happening. Fight the boss. There you go. Go investigate, Fall Hunter. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. 
That's the conversation we'd have at Gearbox right now. <laughs> Bam. So that finally context. <laughs> So that finally does wrap up thoughts on the DLC for the story. We'll get into the sub stories next time. So now it's time to move on to the future. And the future is loot in the gosh darn universe. The next little mini event that'll be going on for the next month in which each week on one planet, legendary drop rates will go crazy high. There'll be certain legendary classes in different areas on that planet. Like pistols are dropping over here. SMGs are over there. Class mods over there. Shields over here. And it's up to you to go find them. You got to go find them. You got to kill the enemies. You got to get the stuff. And like I said, each week's a different planet. This week through the 30th, it's Pandora. Next week, Promethea. After that, Eden 6. After that, Necro to fail. Hey, man, I'm just going to say, why is, there, why is there no uh, Athena's love, man? You know? That's, I am so sad, but it makes sense. Athena's is too small. No, come on. I wanted you it to be like jumping work. on it and be like, no, Athena's right. is like two square feet, dude. What are you thinking? It's no, it is too small, but I am all the same sad. It is the best zone. We've already, I've already said it a billion yeah. times throughout freaking time Borderlands 3's been out. And it just sucks that it's not there. And it just sucks that they they haven't expanded upon it. I need them and want them to get out there and build on that area because it sucks that Pandora, Prometheus, Eden 6, Nick Fair get all the love. And my Athenus doesn't. I do have to agree with you on that, especially because Athenus is one of the only foot-only planets. Like, at, you can't get in a vehicle at all. So if you're mm-hmm. running through Athenus, you're going to find the enemies. It's no hop in a car and go to this camp, go to that spawn area. No, you run through it, and there you go. You're fighting Molly yep. on stuff all the way. It's great. I love it. I do, too. And I will say this. I love this event going on. I really do. They're tying this in at a perfect time. First off, it's more content, things for you to have fun with and screw yep. around with, whilst this whole COVID-19 thing is still going on out in the real world. And I appreciate, furthermore, of them going, hey, look, we're going to narrow this down. If you want to go, like this first week's Pandora, if you want to go to the Splinterlands over here, you're going to maybe it'll be an SMGs. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to drop. Legendary SMGs. If you're looking for class mods or something, you got to go over to this area and that area. So it's giving you a nice specification area, you know, somewhere where you can go if you need a particular legendary. Mm -hmm. Of course, they haven't revealed what those are yet, but I'm sure within a day, you'll see some posts up stating where everything's at for you to go get. And I appreciate that very much because with a lot of other new stuff we're going to be talking about here in a minute, it comes into play where I'm going to want to be out there farming said materials on these new uh, Mayhem modes and having a good time getting my character built up the way I want her. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't even thought of the correlation between the two, but that 100% makes sense. With what we're going to be talking about in Mayhem 2.0 coming up, in, uh, I'm going to say in just a sec, because we got to get into those patch uh-huh. notes first, because we got patch notes. The first stuff is, hey, loot the universe, hey, Cartels, hey, Mayhem 2.0. But then one of my favorite things, SDUs, more SDUs for the bank, for the backpack, and then heavy and sniper weapons. Who even uses that crap? But I got on Borderlands 3 right before we played this. I had $29 million. I bought all the backpack slots. So I got 50 backpack spaces. Just pick up garbage wherever I want and sell it all. Did it start back at white with you? No, it was all legendaries. Okay, because when I loaded in, my my data was c- corrupted. Everything was corrupted. It said I had to reboot and reconfigure. Oh, wow. So I reconfigured everything, and 
I got my characters mm-hmm. back, and it looks like most things were intact. But when I went to, because I immediately did the same thing as you did, I ran straight mm-hmm. to Marcus. And I was like, all right, I'm getting the backpack f- maxed out, and it was all white. Everything was white mm-hmm. again, so I had to rebuy everything. And of course, that sucked up all my cash. And I and I went, well, maybe that was the, by design. Maybe they made the next patch like really cheap. Mm-hmm. No. So, no, I just got unlucky, and I just had to go from ground up and buy yeah, everything. Yeah, just got boned again. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. What an unfortunate event that was. <laughs> Gearbox, if you could just send me a social, you know, little mail, in-mail box for roughly 14 mil, that'd be great. That'd probably make up for what I just spent to fix that data corruption thing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it, Randy, and all you guys over there. You're working hard. Love you. Can't wait to see it. Actually, wait a minute, dude. You don't even need that because that that Riches event was and is still going on? Or is that over now? No, that's, that's it's over. over now. So it's you should have been farming and you would have had all the 14 mil regardless. I uh, know. If I'd have farmed, which... Well, see, sadly, I'm confused because of something we're going to talk about later. It made me think that it was still uh-huh. going on. So I, I'm not, I'm not okay. a total idiot. I'm just saying. That was exciting news. Unfortunately, I'm just finding out that I got boned and I, I still have to spend a bajillion more to finish those upgrades. So that also makes me wonder now because, like I said, my bank was at zero mm-hmm. again, my backpack was at zero, and my lost loot bin was at zero. And for whatever weird reason, my heavy was at zero. So I upgraded those as much as I possibly could. I wonder if... But I'm wondering what happened to all the things in my bank, etc. once it went down to zero. Did they just stay, and then once I reclaimed it, they're still there? I don't know. I'm unsure. I'm going to have to get back in and take a peek if I lost everything, which won't be that bad because, obviously, I just got up to max level again, so I need to refarm everything anyway, so it's not a great loss. But still, mildly sad because, you know, my second character, Zane and whatnot be great to have those legendaries to give to him to play with. Well, here's hoping because they did say after this latest patch that there were inventory problems for people. It was mostly on the PC version via the Epic Game Store saying that their all their inventory was gone, their bank stuff was gone, but they needed to reload to a different thing and then it would restore all their stuff. So hopefully if this was some kind of carryover from that type of an issue, It'll they'll be able to roll you back or roll you up or roll you down or roll you sideways. I don't even know. But they said for that, it was an easy fix. So if that did happen to you, if your bank's gone, I would assume it'd be the same kind of thing. A, ne- a little patch would fix you all up on there. Gotcha. Well, here's the hoping. Either way, I appreciate you, Gearbox. I'm glad you added all the bank slots and mm-hmm. all the other, uh, especially the backpack for me, because y'all yep. know I carry around everything in a nutshell and... Never like to give up anything, so having more slots to fill up real fast, it's just the way I like to play it. Absolutely. Now, I don't know, Matt. Did you see? There's you know a little bit in there, Matt, that's super important. You know, I don't, you know <laughs> went down, I scrolled down, I did a little scrolly-poo down, I said, characters, what's this? And it said, buffs for Moe's the gunner. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. So glad to see it. And I'll tell you what, some of the buffs they've been talking about, man, I haven't really cared about. All right. But redistribution, adding health regeneration as well as the ammo regen. Oh, man. I, I'm so stoked. I cannot wait. In fact, I got to see it a little bit tonight, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But I got to see it just for a little bit. And I'm on a whole nother level already. 
I'm on a whole nother level already. And and I'll tell you what, I want to go check out Torg Cross Promotion because I, I didn't take the skill anymore because I did not like the splash damage as it was, but now they've made it even crazier. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I gotta, I gotta look at this. I gotta, I gotta see what kind of splash damage I'm doing with it buffed up even further. That's going to be stupid insane. See, I'm so revolted and disgusted that they did like 16 weeks in a row of most buffs that I want to be mean and say, well, they better add health regen because you're always like, oh, Matt, I'm down. Oh, Matt, save me. Oh, my Jesus, help me. So that, see, that, yeah, that's the face I wanted. There we go. Yay, hooray. I made myself feel better by making my friend mad at me. That's how we do it here on Podcast Land. He's a mean person. He just can't. He can't let anybody be happy around him. That's you know? true. Jeez. <laughs> well, see, I busted on Danny earlier. Now you get it. Who else is? Who else listening? Sean. Sean, are you going to get that? it next too, son? But I was happy for the buffs. There was several of them: Daka Bear, Force Feedback, etc. You guys know the rigmarole. I'm not going to tell you every single one. I will say a few of those look interesting. I want to check out Russian Offensive. And, uh, because, you know, I love sprinting around to get where I need to be, and it'd be nice to be able to just pop, 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 keep happening, and keep getting my, you know, region up and all that good stuff. Anywho's, there was a billion things there. I mean, I honestly, I read through the whole thing, but a ton of it's insane issues that I've never encountered or never seen in my life. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of things we're not going to talk about, there were 10 million fixes. For crashes and hang-ups and changes and this thing doesn't drop and that thing does drop but it's not supposed to drop. A million billion things they fixed in this patch, which, hey, as much as I don't like to talk about it because I never run into the stuff, good on Gearbox because these are all issues that some people were having or, you know, because it, it always does say fixed a reported issue where blah, 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 blah. So it affected somebody. They saw it. It was reported. They fixed it. Good on them. It's awesome that this is happening. If any of these issues affected you, go ahead and throw Gearbox a high five. You know, send them a high five through the high five program. That's how you do it. You know, the only one I'll mention, just because it, it involves you and I want to make you happy, you know, even though you wanted to hit me in the face and put me down, I'm always coming back trying to boost you All back right, let me up. See it. Let's you know? hear it. Stockholm Syndrome, whatever <laughs> that's called, I guess. Addressed a reported concern that the Beastmasters licked the wounds passive skill did not apply its 30% damage boost after reviving. That's So maybe you're encountering that not knowing because you're just too busy just doing whatever. Mm. Well, they fixed it. So now you will not ever know that it's not happening because it will always I happen. did see there were a couple ones like that where... You know, the, the health regen that you were getting from this wasn't stacking or you, you weren't able to do this. So I never noticed it, like you said, but if it was happening to me, then I'm glad that they fixed it to make me even better because I'm amazing and I want to be even more amazing. And you should always want to be more amazing. But I will tell you, did you also notice when you loaded into Borderlands 3 that not only in the weight screen do you have Claptrap doing his twirly thing, but now they've put the load bar in. I did not notice that because, well, what that? I did was I put Borderlands 3 in, I hit start on it, and then the update was downloading, and then I played Animal Crossing, uh -huh. so I did not even see the load bar. I just switched over. Well, now you have a load bar. Nice. So for everyone out there who are upset going, well, you know, what the hell is happening? Where is the loading mm -hmm. at? They put a load bar in there, so instead of just watching Claptrap Dance, you can also watch the typical load bar load cool. up, so you'll know when your game's about to come online. So, nice little fix. I mean, I didn't really care. It didn't really bug me. It's not like I was going anywhere, but all the same, now I know. I mean, it is just nice to know, though, because when you see Claptrap go it four is. times, and you're like, all right, it's loading. It's loaded. And then he comes a fifth and a sixth, 
for those times where you are sitting there just looking at him, it's like, oh, man. So that'll be nice. And then you know what's going to have to happen? They're going to have to put that load bar on all the splash screens for where you fast travel to, too. Because that, that initial mm-hmm. load into Sanctuary 3, that's almost as long as the claptrap sometimes. So somebody's going to say, well, that's if you true. fixed it here, why don't you fix it over there, too? Mm-hmm. Well, and as you know, they fixed a whole bunch of crap. If any of it is important to you, go take a peek. Go take a gander. There's a ton of stuff. We're not going to list it all here. Mm-hmm. But along with all those technical fixes, all the bugs, all the character fixes, etc., etc., they added Mayhem 2.0. Yes, they did. I, so far, am extremely excited about this, but I've already heard some negative content about this as well. And it's not negative in like a bad sense, but it's negative as in a uh, longevity sense. Hmm. So I'll go into detail on that in a second. Well, I'm just going to say, I played through. I played about maybe like an hour's worth doing the cartel stuff and in Mayhem 2.0, just on level 2. So I had two different modifiers going for me. And the one thing I will say, before we even get into what stuff's looking like, how it's playing, all that cool stuff, I really appreciate that in the Mayhem 2.0 rundown that they did, they gave you the chart of how many modifiers you will see on each different level of Mayhem mode from 1 to 10, and what those, you know, the the difficulties of those modifiers. Easy, medium, hard, very yeah, hard. I, I really appreciated that, because you can, I mean, you see it in the game, too, if you ratchet it up via, you know, the Mayhem menu that's now in your UI, but I appreciate just seeing, like, hey, look, here's the kind of stuff you're going to be able to expect, here's what the ramp up goes. I thought that was really cool that they put that in there. And then, speaking of really cool, oh man, I was playing on that Mayhem Level 2, 2.0, and I got an easy modifier, which was Loot Explosion. If you kill an enemy with a critical hit, it's a guaranteed Loot Explosion. So that's why I thought the money event was still going on, because there was money, there was Iridium, there were guns everywhere all the time when I killed people, because I always aim for the head because I'm a smart boy. And then the other one, which played into something that I'll mention later, it was a damage resistance buff for the enemies where like there was a three percent damage resistance to the last to the last thirty seconds. Yeah. Well, the damage you've done to it in the last thirty seconds. And then seconds. that stacked okay. up to twenty times. So me running around mm-hmm. with my radiation anarchy shotgun didn't work anymore. And I had to switch and swap and do all the other cool stuff. So it was it was fun. I mean it was ridiculously fun seeing the loot explosions. And then it was also difficult because it changed up the way that I had to play with that that medium modifier in there. Obviously, I w- it was just the second level of it. I wasn't on level 10 or doing anything, but I appreciated the way it made me change the way I played because it was there was fun, and then it was, oh, but it's also serious. You can't just lean on one gun. You can do it for two shots, and then the damage just starts falling clean off. I really appreciated it. I thought it was cool. I can't wait to see more stuff more modifiers, and see what they do. As Matt kind of alluded to here, Mayhem 2.0 goes all the way 1 to 10. You get easy, medium, hard, and very hard modifiers. There's a ton of different ones out there. So all the time you're going to be seeing different modifiers popping up for you. Is that a, actually, you know what, is that a weekly thing? I can't remember if it's a daily or a weekly. Or I don't know, but I definitely noticed I, I switched it to 3 just to see what it changed it to. And when I went back to 2, mm-hmm. my modifiers were the exact same. So, Yeah. the I, I know it stays the same, at least daily, because I did the same yeah. thing. I went through the, all of them, 
and the easy modifier stayed the same all the mm-hmm. way down. Then it just changed depending on what your uh, what you know one through ten yeah, the different yeah. ones. So sorry about that. I'll do some more research, figure out if that's a weekly or a daily thing. But anyways, you goes from one to the ten, and then like Matt said, there's a chart there. You can check it out right on the Borderlands website. Tells you uh, which modifiers are going to be on which ones all the way down to 10. And you can also check it out if you go into the new UI area mm-hmm. and then change it right there. Or you can still go to Sanctuary 3 and do it at the post like you used to have mm-hmm. to do. Either way, it'll tell you what it's going to be and then what all the uh, effects are going to be for you and the mm-hmm. enemies. I really dig it. Like you said, the loot explosion for the easy mm-hmm. one right now. It's crazy awesome. I went out there and I started murdering bad guys and just, as I said, loot was exploding everywhere. Everywhere was loot. I was like, am I in Diablo? Oh my God, what's happening right now? There's just loot everywhere. I can't even see. It's just colors. I felt like I was a pro streamer. Like I was on twitch.tv slash Borderlands streaming because it was just like ping, ping, boom, 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 everything everywhere. And as you also added, which we'll talk about here in a second, because of the event going mm-hmm. on, it added to yeah. it because they kept coming out and coming out and coming out and mm-hmm. coming out and adding to the the loot explosions. It was fantastic. I enjoy it. Granted, um, we're going to talk about this much more next week because I only got about 30 minutes tops with it today. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I like how every single Mayhem mode will have its own loot mm-hmm. pool. So, like, if you get all the Mayhem 1s, you're going to go to Mayhem 2s, and all the loot will be a little bit better than it was in Mayhem 1, so on and so forth, down to 10. There's going to be specifics for different uh, Mayhem levels. So, if you want some of the top-tier rare stuff, you're going to have to go Mayhem 6 or plus, I think it is. Yeah, and I I definitely noticed that because I was getting some really good gear that was almost ridiculously overpowered for Mayhem 2, which I was playing in. And I was like, I can see, I mean, obviously I'm only going off of like two or three or four guns that I'm talking about here, but I feel like they set that hook perfectly. Here's a gun I got in Mayhem 2. I'm wrecking people in Mayhem 2 with it. So I already felt like, hey, I can just crank this up. Mayhem 3. And then especially if I get that that same those same rolls on those same guns again, but in Mayhem 3 version, it'll incentivize me to, oh, man, now I'm up in 4 and 5 and 6 and 7 and 9 and 10. Woohoo! And so on and so forth. And it's fantastic, especially with the first modifier, the loot explosion. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to go to that mayhem level, it's going to be dropping loot like candy with the current event going on. There's the perks. And then on top of it, if you're smart, we already just told you that there's a mini event going Mm -hmm. on for a few weeks now. Go to Pandora. So on top of loot explosion, you're getting the guaranteed loot explosion of legendaries that's already on Pandora currently for this Mm -hmm. week. It's going to be loot madness. Yeah. And this is where the negative part comes in that I've been hearing. A lot of the major streamers are uh, kind of sad because they said, well, all you do is you pop it to Mayhem 10 immediately, go farm a really easy boss on Pandora, get through a couple of boss rounds. You're going to get you know a whole bunch of legendaries, obviously. Yeah. Pop those on. It's going to power you up into loot Mayhem 10. You can just skip Mayhem 1 through 9 altogether and go straight to 10 and be maxed out loot rolling with all of the best rolls within the week. Well, yeah, sure. If you're a power streamer or a power player, you're going to do that no matter what happens. No matter what they design mm-hmm. it to be, there will be... You're going to yeah, do that Yeah, regardless. those people are going to do that and then go, oh, what a joke, I finished it. Like people who played through it and beat it in a day and went, oh, it's done, oh, whatever, what a, what a lame game. 
Everyone's going to do that. There's always going to be those people who do that. Me? Could I do that? No. So it doesn't, it, that don't affect me. Don't talk to me about power players, big streamers. Get out of here, Eric. Gosh. Well, in a sense, I could probably put it up to six or seven and go do an easy boss. Yeah. I'm and they would, I could probably and get away with that. And start getting you up, but you're not going to just jump straight to 10. And that would start 10. getting me up. I wouldn't be able to go straight yeah. to 10, no. But all the same, I, I do, I see where they're coming from, but at the same time, there's no way around it. Because, yeah. like you said, People who are just really damn good at the game and know how to min-max mm-hmm. everything, it doesn't matter what you throw in front of them. They're going to power through, and they're going to find a way to get mm-hmm. it done quickly and efficiently because that's what they do, and that's why they're min-maxing and going crazy with all these ba- you know, alpha rolls and omega rolls and all this other crazy stuff. I mean, even if you put in like the, the raid bosses and the world tier bosses and all the other stuff that they're asking for, all those people are still going to beat it inside of two days and then go, where's the rest of my content? A lot of them are a lot nicer than that, but you know that you're always going to have that happen. I feel like for a regular player, this is awesome because, like I said, it's it's modifying stuff in fun ways and difficult ways. So even the areas I've run through before, they're challenging and they're fun again, even though I've seen them ten thousand mm-hmm. times. So for me, a regular player, it's fun. It's fun and interesting to go through stuff again. And like I said, it's starting to buff me up. So I'm going to turn it up a little more. And when I get buffed up to that level, I'm going to turn it up a little more. You're going to be excited to keep playing and turn it up more and more to get the your 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 favorite guns, your babies, all exactly. over again in a higher yes. tier. And then you get the added on mystery of, like I said, some legendaries are specific to certain mayhem mm-hmm. levels. So you might end up with an all new gun or something you never could have gotten until you got to mayhem yep. six. And then all of a sudden, here you are, excited to play a little bit more to get to Mayhem 7 8's roll of that mm-hmm. gun, so on and so forth, all the way up to 10. That's added content for weeks on weeks, and maybe even more because, guess what? The modifiers change. They said they've got a ton mm-hmm. of them, and they're not going to let you see them until they actually happen, so there's a surprise. I'm interested to see what those modifiers are, so I want to play just to get the variety, the spice of life with these different modifiers happening while I'm playing Borderlands and having a good yeah, time. I agree, and I would love to see, I mean, I would love to see people respond well to this so that they will continue to develop even more modifiers to have even more crazy things happen. You know, I mean, you know, this week could be big head week, and next week is small head week. and I mean, it's just stuff as simple as that. Put in the DK mode so everyone's got the big long arms with the big heads. Just stuff that makes it creative and fun and unique. We've said I've said it a million times. If you give me a unique play style, I'll play through this game a lot, a lot, a lot. When once it is just the same, you know, if we see the twenty-five modifiers and that's all we ever see, well, I'll I'll run through mayhem mode a lot and have some fun with it. But it'll reach a point where I go, oh, this is the week with floors lava and this and that and X Y Z, and I'll go, eh, I don't need to play this week. But uh-huh. but if people respond well to it, like you and I have so far, and enjoy it, hopefully they'll keep keep popping in new stuff and keeping it fresh for everybody. I agree. I think this is totally awesome. I love it. I've told you before, it looks similar to Diablo's uh, Rifts system, and I mm-hmm. love that. So this I'm totally interested in playing and having a good time with. And with that being said, you got that. You've got the mini event with the different Pandora, Promethea, etc. levels. And to top it all off, they went ahead and threw us a freaking new little DLC event. Revenge of the Cartels, okay? Maurice is back. He got into some trouble, Matt. 
I don't know what he's out there doing, but he's doing something bad, I'm sure. <laughs> and speaking of things that are awesome, that are a lot of fun, I f***ing love this event. I played through it twice so far, you know, went around, got the stuff, went to the special area, fought all the way through the mansion and the villa and did all the stuff, fought the boss and got the things. I love it. Because just, just I, I'm just diving in with my experiences right now because to me, this is what Borderlands, it, it feels to me playing on True Vault Hunter, Mayhem Level 2 with the two modifiers like we talked about. This feels like Borderlands, again, like my favorite version of Borderlands. Like when I play with you and we do the Circle of Slaughters, mm -hmm. that's what this felt like. Enemies everywhere, constantly blowing up, new shit flying at me, new enemy types rushing up in my face. What are they weak to? How do they work? What are they doing? I absolutely loved it. It was constant mayhem, <laughs> no, pun, no pun intended, all the time. That's why my hand was all cramped up. I was, you know, switching weapons and shooting and aiming down the sights and putting Mr. Beef out, running this way and sliding over here and ducking and dodging and trying to get in this thing's face. What's that even there? Well, we split off into five little electrical people. What's even going on? It was awesome. I'm loving it. I love the chaos of, well, we, I, can't, I can't spoil it. But once you get into the villa, a lot of rooms mm -hmm. are just pure oh, chaos. Beautiful. And I loved it. It was, oh. So, I'm, obviously, I've only played through it twice. It's the first day of it. But I'm a huge fan of this so far. I'm not even going into any details. You can do details, man. I'm I'm so hyped up. I want to play it again right now. I know. I'm super excited to play. I mean, that and that's great because mm. it is awesome. Maurice told me, he said, hey, hey, Mahogany, you need to get over here, buddy. I got a problem. Mm -hmm. So I go up there and he's got a broken arm. Maurice is busted up, man. I'm like, Maurice, Sounds what bitches. happened? He's like, I was playing poker and I ate a man. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Hey, God, we've all been there, Maurice. We've done we've all it. Been there. Oh, yeah. I've ate some people myself. Many a people, in fact. But that's beside the point. Fact of the matter is, he which, got... <laughs> which, 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 let me jump in, Flack's voice line was like, oh, yeah, of course you ate someone. What's the big deal? I was like, yes, cool. Even Flack is like, yeah, I'd eat somebody if I beat them in a challenge, too. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's so good. Uh, mine was some sarcastic remark of some such, but... Mm -hmm. You know, not as good as Flax. So, anyways, <laughs> so you go in there, and I'm like, all right. And he's like, well, go all over the galaxy, shoot things up. And I went, okay, mini event, Pandora, duh, get lots mm -hmm. of explosions. This is going to be great. Uh, on top of that, you got this new thing where this says the neon enemies, all right? They're going to glow. They're going to have all those sorts of new abilities, things like that. Mm -hmm. You find those guys, you shoot them. A uh, a little beacon goes out. They call more of their friends. Sometimes uh -huh. underbosses, that sort of thing, come out. You got to kill them. Keep going until you get enough coordinates to go back to Maurice. Then Maurice will give you a portal to the Via Villa. Excuse me, to fight Joey Ultraviolet. Is that it? Yeah, jo That's right. Joey Ultraviolet. Yes. This was crazy. All right, I went to Pandora and I start shooting enemies. And they're spawning the enemies. They're spawning the little things, the little the beacons, enemies everywhere. Loose explosions going because I'm on Mayhem too as well. Mm -hmm. Then I'm on Pandora, so I'm getting all sorts of legendary. It was madness. I just saw loot everywhere, and like I said earlier, I was like, I, I feel like I'm back in Diablo in a rift where I'm just a freaking wizard sending out bajillions of thunderbolts and things, and just mm -hmm. loot just exploding. All I hear is. It was wonderful. Well, one thing I really do appreciate is when he first says, when you first do the quest, and he says, go find me, you know, go hunt down some dudes, he also says, here's where they last were. So mm -hmm. it takes you to Pandora, to a little enemy hideout area, 
And so you get to experience it all firsthand instead of, you know, I don't know where to go. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. It takes you to a place. You get to see it in action. And since we were on that area, I drove up to the Holy Broadcast Center, which when you go up that hill, it's enemy madness anyway. So then neon enemies were coming in. Everyone, they was it was constantly popping in new enemies. Tink turrets are up shooting me. Mr. Beef is running wild. And then, like you said, boom, cash, iridium, legendaries, green and blues and purples just everywhere. All I was always popping somebody's head. Stuff was always shooting down. People were shooting in. People were shooting me. It felt so good and wild and fun and fresh. I loved it. And in the midst of all that, I'm I'm having such a good time. And then Maurice comes back on, I've got the coordinates. Come back and see me. I'm having so much fun. I actually didn't even want to go see him. I just wanted mm-hmm. to keep killing baddies and yeah. getting more loot explosions. But I did go back. I got Maurice. He goes, all right, your time. You go to the V. He opens the portal of the Vila Ultraviolet. You go through the portal, and it is beautiful. The music kicks in, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Gave me Toby vibes from Battleborn. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, oh man, I'm on. I'm in the Toby DLC here. I'm not, not Toby DLC, but the you know, the, whatever the 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 Toby thing. It was the Toby DLC. What do you Toby t- Ops? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't want to call it a DLC. I, yeah, okay, I wanted to you know fair. the op, the op, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anywho, it brought me to that immediately. I was like, oh man, see, this seems like the same kind of tunes and music. Whoever created this probably did this. Huh? So I want to look that up later. That's beside mm-hmm. the point. Music was on point. Felt great. And to top it off, like I said, the area was beautiful. And of course, the enemy types are varied. So mm-hmm. I got the uh, the Psy- the psyops team, yeah, the yeah, Malon yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I got those yahoos. So I had these dogs running all over the place, and they had, like you said, these new abilities with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was nuts, and it was super cool and exciting to see these dogs having these front-loading shields, having grenade launchers, jumping all, teleporting all over the place. And I'm like, what in the world is happening right now? So I had to like change my tactics up. And then, of course, like mm-hmm. you said, with the other modifier, I couldn't keep on the same weapon. So I was alternating weapons, throwing grenades out, popping up into the uh, Iron Bear. It was awesome. And I got just into the meaty greedy of it, gotten into the next area. But, hey, I had to do a show. I had to come here. I had to be talking mm-hmm. to you. So, unfortunately, at that point, that's where I had to shut it off. But I just want to tell you, wow, what a gorgeous area. Looks great. Looks totally unique and cool. Yeah, 100% agree. Obviously, like I said, I ran through it twice. The first time I got those the Maliwan type people, mm-hmm. I don't remember what they were exactly called. The second time I got the Tink Gang, and I will say that was fun and hilarious. What I really appreciated, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, they have like little mini jabbers that run around with them all the time. So you'd see like a, a dot on the map and be like, where the heck is it? I'm getting hit with something. It was a little jabber throwing poop like way up stuck on a wall. So it was it was fun to, you know, hear all the little tink voices and stuff. But I will say the, a lot of the tink badasses had like the, the shields. They were like the marauders with the shields. And uh, you can't hit those guys for crap because they are basically just a whole shield. So I was like, Mr. Beef, just get in there. And just I don't know. I just ran away. I let him finish off those guys because they were kind of a pain in the butt. But uh, I'm so sad that you didn't beat the DLC because the mansion is so cool and fun. I loved getting in there. The second time, you know, the first time I kind of just rushed through it because I won't, I won't spoil anything. But it was just constant madness. Every room I went in, there were waves and waves and stuff coming in new and crazy ways. 
and it was it was wild and crazy and i barely you know i just rushed through killing everything got to the thing and then went to the boss fight the second time the thing you had to get was in a different area as well so i explored this whole new wing of the villa with all the tanks and doing all this stuff and then coming back through i was like oh look at this little secret passage look at this look at this this whole area that one of the challenges in the challenge menu is built around oh i'm trying i'm starting to find the things that i looked through in that challenge menu and i went i don't even know where any of that is start finding stuff so there's more than meets the eye to just the villa and oh man the boss fight was so good too the both times i did it i won't talk too much about it but just it's it's craziness it's craziness all over the place it's fun it's wild I love it so much. I want I want to play it with you so it'll be even crazier and more wild and we can do all this crazy stuff. And the, man, and one more thing I got to say about that DLC is I, and it made me so happy. I looked through I think it was on the little cartels rundown page. They were like, "Hey, here's some new legendaries and stuff." And I looked and they said, "Hey, here's a new Atlas OPQ system. If you get this, it spawns a self aiming self-firing copy of the gun you have in your hand i got that after that first run through that gun is the ridiculously overpowered gun i was talking about that made me feel like a god like my old atlas guns always used to that i had to give up because they got so old and busted now i have the new hotness it's so fun and so cool and like i said with the the damage resistance stuff we, we were both playing on I had to start swapping out all my guns. I started getting mm-hmm. all the, you know, I, I got a cutsman that dropped that was corrosive. I switched to a Mollywan pistol so I could do uh, incendiary and shock stuff. And I was like, wow, I actually love Mollywan stuff now. I, I gained this new appreciation for all these types of guns that I was never using before. And then I got my Atlas gun, and now I don't even have to use those anymore. So just throw throw everything I just said, throw it in the garbage. I'm just going to use my Atlas gun. I'm going to get four of those so I can just switch. When I need to reload, nope. Switch to the next one. Boop, 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 boop. Just shoot with Atlas because it's the best gun ever made. Yeah, nice promotion. I appreciate it. You know, you got to get it in when you can. That's right. I can't speak any further because I haven't gotten any further. I'm going to get off here, and I'm going to get a little bit further. But I, I do want to clarify real quick that uh, – Whenever you go through, and it will always change. It will never give you the same one until you've done all three of them. So mm-hmm. there's that. It is the Cyborgs of Cryptosec, which is Crypto-sec, the Malawan type it. people. Yeah, yeah. And the Meat Charring Debt Collectors of the Burnt Ends, mm. which is probably who you were referring to. And then the Iridium Dust Runners, known as the Perpetrators. Aren't they the little people? Which one's the little people? I think that would probably be the meat charring debt collectors of the burn ends because the iridium the dust iridium dust runners is probably of course the iridium uh the little alien folk. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like and then the, you probably got the meat charring debt collectors. That's possible. But there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh fire stuff. There was fire huh. stuff from the uh the drop pod people with the little beacons. I had a lot of fire people on that, so maybe they cross maybe, maybe they cross promoted there. But and yeah, I just had the cyborgs of crypto sex, so yeah. But it was fun. It was crazy. I love. I love this new event so far. Mm-hmm. And I will say, hey, there's one thing we do have to mention. And I'll read it verbatim. Is we talked about challenges, just like in Bloody Harvest, just like the Broken Hearts event. There are challenges to this one that you should complete by the end time, which is June the fourth. So you have lots of time to do this one. 
if you complete three of the challenges in there, which, you know, it's kill X number of enemies, kill them in mayhem modes, do the boss fight in less than three minutes, all kinds of fun stuff, find secrets in the mansion. If you do three of those challenges, you get an echo skin. If you do six, you get a weapon trinket. If you do 10, you get a room decor item. If you do 14, you get a head. If you do all 18, you get the vault hunter skin. Maybe this is the one where I get all the stuff. Cause I am oh, loving is. the DLC so far. We got a we got a Saturday night coming. Oh yeah, All right. we got a Saturday night coming, and we've got hours upon hours of beers and micromanaging to get us those challenges done mm-hmm. to get said skins, heads, etc. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I got I lo- I keep saying a DLC because that's what it feels like. It feels like fresh and new and hot. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, I don't know. I love this event. I'm loving it. Hopefully by next week, I don't burn out on it. Hopefully I play enough Animal Crossing and Persona 5 that I'm not just doing this forever. But so far, it's just, I know I, f- I come off as the grump on the show a lot. I feel like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hater guy. Everybody thinks that I hate this game and everything. This is amazing. I love it. It's so good. I'm good. I'm glad to see you ready to go because I'm ready to go. I can't wait to play it this weekend. I'm going to like I said, I'm gonna play it as soon as we get off of here. Ah, feels good. I might even go finish some side stories from the DLC whilst doing this and collecting the coordinates to get back into the villa. So two birds, one stone, having a great time, getting new loot and upgrading. Get in there. Get yourself some Borderlands 3. They've put everything into this to make sure you want to play while you're stuck at home doing nothing else. So Mm -hmm. do it. Play some Borderlands, folks. And that's it for us. We're going to go play some Borderlands. So I'm just going to wrap up the show and say, tell us what you think about this new event, the new Mayhem 2.0, the final thoughts on the DLC. Send all that to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift, darn it. Mm-mm. You should go find us on Facebook and throw some love that way. You can, too, head over to the old Patreon. You like what we hear? Like what we hear? Do, you lo- do we like what we hear? I like what we hear. Sometimes I don't like what we hear, but that's not that's not here on the podcast. That's <laughs> elsewhere. That's elsewhere. Anywho's, let me rephrase that. Do you like what we hear? If you do, consider heading over there, throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, a thousand bucks, or even maybe that old coveted one million dollars, in which case we will open a food line. We will change our lives. We will have babies in jars on shelves. We will have the unpatented but soon-to-be-patented cold cocks. We will have individuals running around in lion suits, koi fish, cameras up for a crazy show. I still am very scared of this prize. I feel like we're not ready for it, but you know what? This is the perfect time to throw our lives into chaos by giving us said million dollars and forcing us to do it. It'll be great. If you can't do a million, consider some of the other options we mentioned. You can get in there and you get some Patreon exclusive stuff. You get to see what kind of games we're playing. More in-depth talks about all the stuff that we sit there and love and always yap about all the other times, Mm -hmm. but then cut off because we don't want the show to be all about that. You can go over there. That's where you'll find it. I promise you. So go throw a buck in. Throw about two bucks, maybe three bucks. Get yourself up there. But if you can't, that's cool. We understand COVID's out there. The world's tough anyway, even without it. But for goodness sakes, even with it, you can support us by giving us the five-star ratings. You can do it with the mailbag questions. You can go leave us uh, remarks of any kind. As Matt said, hey, any kind of feedback is fun feedback. We appreciate it all. Keeps us motivated. The little stars in our eyes, they glow. It makes us want to give you more content. (laughs) Remarks. I love it. 
And another thing I love is doing this podcast, which comes at you every Friday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 1st of May for our very next episode, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, and we appreciate you fast. Man, that was good. That was gold. Woo! I don't know. That didn't sound gold. That sound I don't know about bad. that. That's, that's bronze. I'm going to give you a bronze for that one, dude. Damn. Hot damn. You know, it deserves a bronze because, you know, we're still waiting on them five stars to get you to give that five-star story. That's so, right. I couldn't possibly do it mm-hmm. unless somebody put through a new five-star rating. That's right. So I'm going to bronze it up for a while until I get a five-star rating. <laughs> well, th- you're going to get us a f- you're going to get us a three-star rating if you bronze it up. You got to shine oh, that crap. gold. You got to shine that gold nugget. Just All right. Next week, I'll put some spit on it, and I'll shine it right up. There She'll you be go. polished. You'll be ready. You'll be wanting. You'll be begging to give us a five-star rating. I promise you. That's right. And until that happens, there's nothing else to say but... Shut up and sit down.